It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. I don't know if it's just whatever, but it seems recently every time I go to do something, Brady, something wants to go wrong. <laughs> Today, my computer battery drained in like four seconds <laughs> after I turned it on. And you know this plug has been goofy. Yeah. And so it it wasn't charging. It wasn't charging. I'm getting the warning lights yeah. that your battery's about to die. Plug it in. I'm like, dude, it's plugged in all the time. I I don't know. I don't know how I got through the game today. At one point, the computer did like shut itself off, but nothing disconnected huh. when I turned it right back on. Is this and a euphemism for Richmond's postseason? I, you know, I, I don't know, and I unbent all these little wires, and right now it's it's charging. It's actually on a full charge, so I'm going to shut it down, and it'll be ready for tomorrow morning. I hope Richmond's ready for tomorrow morning. So do I. Uh, the, it was an interesting game uh, today. Uh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah, now it wants to put a... yeah. Uh, it does. It's not even giving me the option. Anyway, um, let's talk about the happy things because, I mean, right now Richmond is just Teflon. Like they are, they have found ways to win, and you could argue in some of those games they probably shouldn't have. But sometimes when you're a team in a program like Richmond, you just find ways to win. And we talk about the brand that a logo and a jersey has. Richmond softball has it. And I think this postseason has proved it. Well, well, here's the thing. Sometimes you win because you're good. Right. Uh, and they've got two state championships to back that up. Right. Sometimes you win because you're lucky. And I think they've had a little bit of luck during this playoff run, but here's the thing. They're good and they're lucky. Right. Well, well, we'll talk about it more, but you put yourselves in position for luck to matter. Yeah. And and they, they have at the right moments – during this postseason, found some magic. They, they got their third walk-off in, in the, this postseason uh, and are now 5-0. Uh, and oh. and um, uh, I'm, I'm telling you what, there, there's a little bit of magic in what they're doing, uh, and we'll talk about that, and we'll get in depth uh, in the game. Richmond beats Frankenmuth yep. to win their quarterfinal, and we'll talk about that first when we come back. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. 
team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so 3-2, to two, Richmond beats Frankenmuth in the quarterfinals, and maybe immediately you're thinking, ooh, pitcher's duel between Katie Shoeboy and Brooklyn Campo, two really good pitchers. I'm going to tell you what, uh, Brady, we had base runners in, in every half inning except wow. two. Shoeboy got him one, two, three in the fourth, and that was her only clean inning. And uh, Campo got him one, two, three in the sixth, and that was her only clean inning of the game. First inning, top of the first, strikeout, single, strikeout, single, strikeout. That's how the first inning went. Pretty innocuous. Keller hit the ball hard. Thompson hit a roller up the first baseline that nobody could make a play on. It was a swinging bunt. And the the, the batters in between all chased the rise ball. Then up comes Richmond in the bottom of the first. Rancilio pops up to first. Emmy Hildreth works a walk and a good at-bat. Then Piper Clark hits a weak ground ball out to second base. Hildreth moves up to second, so she's there with two outs. Ashley Stafford punches one to the left side. The shortstop for Frankenmuth, uh, Schaffnitz, dives and keeps the ball in the infield and saves a run. That's a name you got to be careful with. Yes, Peyton Schaffnitz. Um, it's spelled funny, too. Um, anyways, yeah, and you're thinking, oh, Richmond had a chance to score, right. and this girl just saved it. 0-2 on Liz Shoeboy before he could even say Liz Shoeboy's up to bat. 
And on the 0-2 pitch, they made a mistake, and she drove it back up the middle for an RBI single, and Richmond jumps on top, uh, one to nothing. They did get Reinhardt out uh, to end the inning. But Richmond's up one to nothing, and you're thinking, all right, here yeah. we go. Good day for Richmond. Two hits and a walk in the first inning. Maybe this pitcher isn't that dominant right. or overpowering. And you're thinking with three strikeouts in the first, yeah, she gave up a couple of hits, but you're thinking, shoe boy's on. She'll settle in. And uh, the leadoff hitter in the second, Emmy Warden, hit a line drive to center field over the head of Reinhardt and off the middle of the fence for a single. How? They held her to a single. I think she stood at home plate and watched she, it. I would say, did she but, pimp it? But I'm, but I'm thinking, you, you know, at SC4, they've got the raised center right. field wall. You knew the ball wasn't high enough to get over the wall. Right, you the knew fence. at best the ball was hitting above the fence, off the wall, or it was hitting the fence. But um, she got held to a single. So the next batter is Peyton Anderson. She's going to just sacrifice the runner. Bunts it right back to Shoeboy, but her throw to first, the, the second baseman wasn't there and wasn't set, and they didn't connect. And everybody's safe, and now all of a sudden you've got runners at the corner with nobody out. They get a pop-up for the first out of the inning, then a walk to the number nine hitter loads the bases. That's always a killer. And then uh, up comes Brooklyn Campo, and uh, she bloops a little single into left center field that drops, scores two runs, makes it right, two to one. Everyone's moving with two outs. Richmond. Keller draws a walk to reload the bases. So now the bases are loaded with one out, and you're down – Two to one, and their three and four hitters are the next two hitters. And now you're sitting here going, how did this happen? Like, the, the game could be over in the second inning. Right. Um, but when the going got tough, Shoeboy got tougher, and she struck out Schaffnitz again and then struck out Kendall Thompson to get out of the inning, and you're going, whew, two to one. Then with two outs in the bottom of the second, Katie doubled up the right center field gap. So you're thinking, ooh, some two-out magic for Richmond. Fly ball ends the uh, inning. Then in the third, they got a runner over to third, and Shoeboy gets a couple of weak outs to get out of a, a jam. She got him one, two, three in the fourth. Richmond had a chance in the bottom of the fourth. Bad base running. Leadoff hitter Reinhardt gets hit by a pitch. Bambrick is trying to bunt her up to second. The pitcher picked up the ball, and she threw to second without looking. Mm. Nobody was there yet. Ball went out into center field. But Reinhardt turned at second to go to third without looking that they were playing Bambrook shallow in the right. outfield, and the center fielder was practically behind second base. In fact, the catcher probably thought the center fielder was an infielder, huh. and it was an easy out at third. Gotcha. So they kind of ran themselves out of an inning, and you're like, oh, don't be that kind of a day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, they strand base runners in the top of the fifth, a leadoff triple by Schaffsnitz. She was in this game a lot. Hmm. She tripled Isn't off. Isn't that always how it works? You get a name like that. Yeah. They're always <laughs> the one that does everything. She triples off the fence to lead off the inning, and when the inning was over, they had second and third, and they didn't score. Again, with one out in second and third, she struck out Warden, struck out Peyton Anderson, got out of the inning. And Richmond tied it in the bottom of the fifth. Rancilio blooped a single into a right. They bunted her over to second. Clark, for the third time in the game, hit a weak ground ball out to second base. So you got a runner at third with two outs. Ashley Stafford at the plate. The catcher, 
who had been flawless all game long, had a fastball, hitter in the glove, pop out, go to the screen, pass ball, ties the game at 2 2. Crossed up? Expecting expecting some off speed? I, I don't. I don't know. I I think it's just one of those plays where you're a catcher and they throw a thousand pitches to you, and that's just one for whatever reason she didn't catch after catching the first, you know, nine hundred ninety nine. Right. Uh, it just popped out of her glove. Inopportune moment for Frankenmuth. Great moment for Richmond because it tied the game two two. Because at that point, even though they were getting people on and they were hitting the ball. Nobody was driving the ball. Nobody well, I was. Th- I think we'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, no, I have. I know what you're describing. Yeah, no, you know, it's like, yeah, they're getting runners, but I just don't feel comfortable right now with what they're doing offensively, mm-hmm. and I'm nervous because every dang inning it feels like Frankenmuth's got a couple of people on base. But again, every time they got somebody on base, Shoeboy really locked it down. She ended up striking out 14. And it's 2-2 going to the bottom of the seventh. And that was like the first time since the first inning when they jumped out to the quick one nothing lead where I felt, okay, we've been here before. Right. This is where Richmond gets the magic yep. and pulls off the victory. Well, Katie Shoeboy led the inning off with an epic at-bat. 12 pitches at least. Three and two, fouling pitches away, battling. They finally struck her out. But I really thought it was a great at-bat, and I really think it might have set up what happens later in the inning because you could tell Campo was frustrated during the at-bat. In fact, during the at-bat, the manager came out and talked to her. Really? Like in the middle of the at-bat, because he, he, you, could, you could just kind of see with the body language. He's like, you know, get like quit following pitches off. Just right. make an out. You're the crappy number nine right. hitter. I've got you out all day. Right. And... She just wouldn't make an out. And then when she, they they finally struck her out, like the reaction from the defense was like they'd won the game. The second baseman fist pumped and jumped up in the air like it was the final out of the game. And then it was just the first out tie, uh, tie game in the bottom of the seventh. So uh, Rancilio makes an out. So there's two outs and there's nobody on. And Emmy Hildreth gets hit by a pitch. I feel like I've heard this script before. She gets hit by a pitch, giving Piper Clark the at-bat that I wanted her to get. Because I said at the beginning of the inning, I said, Richmond needs to get a run around so Piper Clark can get up this inning mm-hmm. because she's had three bad swings against this pitcher. And I'm just got a feeling. Yeah, she's due. Got a feeling. When she hit the ball, Brady, I thought it was 30 feet over the fence and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she crushed it. And I'm in my home run call. I'm like, long fly ball, deep right field. And it's up against the fence. Right. Because the, the wind was blowing in, and it, it must have knocked it down. But with two away, you're running yeah. on contact. And Hildreth has above average speed. Yeah. So you knew, that, and you knew that the ball was way over the right fielder's head. So they were going to score the run unless it was a perfect throw and a perfect right. relay, which it wasn't. The ball ended up in the, the circle and not near home plate. Hildreth scored easily. Clark was standing on third before anybody touched the ball in the infield, and, and the game was over. And and at first, I don't know, Frankenmuth was in denial, and Richmond didn't realize it was the bottom of the seventh, <laughs> but there, everybody like looked around for a second, 
And I think they were listening to me because I'm like, <laughs> Richmond wins. They're going to the semifinals. This thing's over. Piper Clark does it again, their third walk-off of the playoffs. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we just won. <laughs> like they were just mentally ready for the eighth inning. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a dramatic win. Piper Clark came through in the clutch after really having a bad day at the plate. So let's recap what's happened in this postseason. First game of the postseason. Arguably one of their toughest. Piper Clark hits a walk-off home run in the eighth against Richmond. Against, uh, Marysville, Marysville, yeah. against Marysville. That's just to get to the district finals. Then they handle St. Clair, what was it, 11-7? 11-9. 11-9. That was a hitter's duel, but that was the game. They were down 5-2 right. after three, and Borg came in to pitch for St. Clair, and, and that's when Richmond went to their other sophomore, who hadn't pitched all year on varsity, and she got the win. Then they crushed Lamphere. That wasn't whatever. Then they beat Country Day one to nothing on a walk-off stolen base plus error. That was Piper Clark yep. stealing third, throwing into left field. Yeah, she she got she got on on a walk, stole second, stole third, and scored on a throwing error to third. And now we have a walk-off triple from Piper Clark. So you have Marysville, St. Clair, Country Day, and now Frankenmuth, four teams that are sitting back going – what if? What if we made this one play differently and we're in the semifinals? And let, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about this game? Because I want well, to just, talk about uh, the program of Rich. Frankenmuth left 10 on base, 7 in scoring position, 14 strikeouts for Shoeboy. Six of them were with runners in scoring position. So like I say, she got into some trouble, but that's when she amped it up a notch and – and made her best how pitches many, and got her biggest outs. What was the stat outs. you gave me? How many strikeouts with runners in scoring Six. position? Six. Six strikeouts with runners in scoring position. That's that's just making big-time plays in big-time moments. That's just going, you're not scoring on, right. not letting this run in. And Richmond, remember, this Richmond team finished, not they didn't win the BWAC. They weren't the runner-up. They didn't get the bronze medal. They were fourth. Fourth in the BWAC this year. And they are the last team standing. And, and in defense of that, though, at the beginning of the year before any games were played, if you said oh, Richmond's going to be in the semifinals, you wouldn't have been surprised by no, that. No, but my point being is they always find a way. And it's, and it's just one of those things. We talk about the power of the jersey, or, or I guess the, the, only, the, the closest thing we have to a comp is, is uh, Marine City football. How Even when they're on a down year, you're still not counting them out because you don't know. And it's, we run into other teams across the state, and most of the time they're private schools, but you'll get some other ones like Dakota. No matter what sport it is, even if they're not that good, look at basketball this year, yeah. they still find a way to win and get it done. Um, and Richmond softball is that program, and it starts with having the same coach for the last 40-plus years um, with 1,100 wins. Howard Stewart has built it up to what that is. And I, I guess to use a phrase the, the late Denny White would always say, and he used it about Marysville and Walt Braun. He goes, even when they're not good, they didn't know they weren't good, so they just kept winning anyway. Yeah. And not to say Richmond's not good because they are no, a they're very, they're team. very good. They've got two really they've got two star players in my opinion in Clark and Shoeboy. 
and a um, lot of and, good supplementary pieces. And yeah, uh, Ashley Stafford is quietly one of the best catchers in our area and handles the bat very well. She's not your typical number four hitter, but she's perfect at number four right. in their lineup. Liz Shoeboy's bat has been explosive for them this year. Um, Bambrick, who kind of hits down near the bottom of the order, uh, hits the ball very hard. They just they've got a lot of kids. They all do their jobs. Nobody's weak defensively for them. They they all make the the plays. So I mean they've got all the formula to do it right. And and now they're opportunistic. And when other teams make mistakes, they jump on it. And um, when they allow themselves to be in the game and put themselves in position to win, they've just they've had some last at bats magic this postseason. And. I just feel like they're a program where no moment's ever going to be too big for them. And they've proved that in this playoffs. Oh, and they proved that in, in this quarterfinal game because there was, at least, they, there was at least five times today where I said, this is a huge pitch that Shoe Boy's about to make here. Well, I'm, how many times did you say that against Marysville? How many times did you say that against St. Clair? How many times did you say that against Country Day and now Frankenmuth? Like, that's, that's four games where you're in winning time where the lights are on, and this is going to be a pivotal moment to decide, hey, are we getting ready to start grad season, grad party season early, or are we going to play next week? And every time Richmond softball has found a way to get it done, and against really good competition. Listen, I'm never going to dog a team for having an easy route. Like Algonac last year, and for the most part this year outside of Almont, Hey, you play who the state matches you up with. You don't get to pick your route. But this has probably been the toughest route to a semifinal in any sport we've covered that a team has made it through. And, and I'm obviously you've covered it longer than we've done this. Has a team ever won four regional final quality games in route to a semifinal? Well, I mean, yeah, uh, again... You can say what you want about Lamphere, but Lamphere came in with a decidedly winning record right, this year. We knew Lamphere was a bad team, so even and and in the and in the top of the first inning of that game, you're like, what in the world? Because the first three hitters hit line drive bullets. They were first and third with nobody out, and you're thinking, where did this come from? Right. Um, and all of a sudden, one of the strangest double plays I've ever seen, and the game just turned on a dime. But, I mean, Marysville, we thought Marysville was good enough to make a run to the finals this year. And here's the thing. They are. We thought St. Clair was good enough to make a run to – we thought whoever came out of that district had a chance to be where Richmond is right now. And I don't think that it's wrong. I think if St. Clair is in this situation – again, different teams match up with with other opponents – completely differently maybe marysville gets bombed by country day maybe st Clair bombs country day i don't know well but i know this everybody at country day thought country day was going to win that thing except richmond well 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 they have their hundred dollar bills to wipe their tears with. <laughs> better go out start recruiting try to find someone you're that can so, hit you're so bitter they got a young team that's going to be back next year too <laughs> well yeah because if anyone leaves they'll just go and replace them but um, anyway but at, at any rate um, but Richmond just and- finds the way finds a way to win and I do think it is the sign of a program that has a culture that is just winning that yeah. they don't expect anything else it doesn't matter the level that they are there to win and come hell or high water they'll figure out a way to be competitive 
And Frankenmuth's pretty good too. I want to throw that out there too. Right. I I know they're on that bus going. How we had that we had what in the first? We had this many on in the second. We were doing this. In the, how did we not win? Well, I know another team that's doing that right now. Um, and Richmond is our last softball team alive, and that's because Algonac bowed out to Ottawa Lake Whiteford five to three tonight. Yeah. By the way, Richmond playing Vicksburg at ten a.m. Thursday uh, morning. We'll talk well, a little well, bit about that on uh, on the third segment. Yeah, so uh, we'll uh, we'll get to Brady's game as he saw Algonac girls uh, play uh, at uh, Wayne State uh, today, and we'll talk about that next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Nitrous King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Well, Brady, you didn't get a happy ending to your game. We're doing this football style. It feels a little weird, but I like it. <laughs> Coming right after the games, like I'm half expecting it to be one in the morning talking about BWAC football right now. <laughs> um, but no, Algonac was playing Whiteford, and Whiteford's a really good team. Uh, they were a D4 finalist last year. If the name sounds familiar, it was the team that beat Ubley in the football finals uh, earlier this school year. And, well... Their pitcher is really solid. Uh, it was her name's Unity Nelson, which, by the way, great softball name. Yes, that is just a name that sounds like you're going to do something special. <laughs> and she was special. First inning, Algonac went down one, two, three, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Bomberito, Reen, Stevenson, sit down, sit down, sit down. Uh, first eight batters, she had six strikeouts. So we get through two innings, and then in the top of the third. Uh, Allie Van Brant was the leadoff hitter for Whiteford, and she's fast. She's got wheels. She hits a ground ball right at J.C. Reams. She doesn't bobble it. She catches it between the legs, throws the first, and Van Brant's two steps past first base when it gets there. Just one of those things where yeah. it's a she's a lefty hitter, and she's got wheels, and she would subsequently steal second base. So she's like on second with one away. West Miller or Woodard yeah. for Marysville. Yeah, like that type where... If you hit it to the left side of the infield, you're probably getting on. Uh, And Whiteford bunted. And I thought at the moment, I almost go, why are you bunting? Right back to Bomarito. She picks it up, turns, throws to first, and hits hits the girl in the glove and pops out. And it dribbles into right field, one run comes around to score, and you're just like, the way both both Bomarito and Nelson had been pitching, you just go, is that really going to be how, because it felt like it was a race to two runs. Uh, and runners on second, and it runs in, Whiteford's excited. Next girl bounces out to second, no big deal. And then, as it always works out this way, doesn't it? When the inning should have been over, the next batter comes up, and she timed up the changeup. I think Bomarito had thrown a couple. She had been out in front, times it up, hits a towering blast down the left field line. The only question, if it's fair, ping off the foul pole, and it's 3 nothing Whiteford. And at that point, you're going, like, you could just feel the air was sucked out of Algonac's side. And to be honest, it was just like, Dang. So that's now what? Three unearned runs in the inning because all of them would have been, none of them would have happened if you made the plays. Yeah. Um, and it's 3 nothing Whiteford. And the way Unity Nelson is pitching, you don't think there's a chance. And the first two batters in the third, strikeout, strikeout. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, can we or just bunt, do something? Camden Thaler drew a walk at the nine hole. And you're going, okay, Kenna's coming up. And she can do something, and she hits a little bloop into left field. Camden's off on contact. Left fielder comes in, dives, hits her like in the edge of the glove and bounces out, and it got away from her, and Camden just keeps running. They they have an aggressive send to the plate, which I agreed with because 
not hitting her really hard anyway. Yeah. You need to try to score any way you can. The throw beat Thaler, but it never could handle it, and she slides in safe. It's 3-1, and you go, okay, you got one back in the inning. That just settles everything down a little bit like, hey, she is mortal. We can score on her. And start of the next inning, still 3-1. Stevenson lines a double into left. So she's on second, and she eventually scores on a single uh, plus an error that that scored her. Or excuse me, a single for Mainsley Trombley scored her, an error moved Trombley up. And it's 3-2, to two and you're going, Algonac has settled in. They have figured it out. Second time through the order, she only had one strikeout. All right, Algonac just had to get a look, and now they now the book's out. Then it was scoreless in the fifth. And then in the sixth, you looked at who was coming up, and you went, all right, it's 3-4-5. It's 3-2. Algonac has had base runners on and in scoring position every inning since the third. Just get through the top of the six, and you will be good. Just get a run, a bang into left field leadoff home run. And it's 4-2, and you're just going, oh, no. Yeah, I'm done doing stuff like that because every time I do it this year, bad things happen. Every time I say, okay, we shut down inning here, bang. Right. And that's how – and it wasn't a, a like a nuke or anything. It, it went over the fence by a little bit, but it was one of those like, man. If we could just, like, at that point, I think uh, Whiteford had three hits and two of them were home runs. And that's just how it was going for Algonac. And then uh, the the girl who hit the home run last time, Marsh, doubles down the left field line. Another sack bunt and a throw where girl came in, looked to third for some reason and like hesitated, was indecisive through to first and it gets away. Run comes in to score and now it's five to two and you're going, no, this was the chance and now it's gotten away. In the bottom half of the inning, they did get another run across. They walked Stevenson, they walked Kennel. Uh, no, excuse me. Yeah, that, excuse me, that was the sixth when Stevenson scored on the walk. Um, they walk both of them. They score on the Ainsley Trombley hit. That was when they scored, excuse me, before it was an error. Um, D. Delane grounded to short, and they threw it over. And that's how uh, Stevenson scored the first time. The second time was on the Ainsley Trombley single. So it's 2-1, to one, and Trombley uh, moved up to second. So you have runners on second and third with two away. The tying runs on second, and he strike out uh, to end the inning. But you're going, okay, 9-1-2 do up. We, we have a shot. They – take care of Whiteford in the seventh and Thaler struck out looking uh, again Unity Nelson ended the game with 17 strikeouts mm. she was sensational but Bomarito singles J.C. Reams lays down a perfect bunt down the first baseline so the tying runs aboard Ella Stevenson's coming to the plate and you're going here comes the fairy tale ending this is how it works uh gonna get she's gonna hit one off the lights and they're gonna explode like fireworks <laughs> you're gonna and, hear the music in the yes, background you're gonna hear an organ start playing <laughs> somewhere <laughs> and that's what you're expecting and it's a battle but unity nelson got the strikeout and you're kind of going well, no no <laughs> Cut. Do over. This is where the kid comes out. Do over. I'm taking my ball home. Cut. (laughs) Let's try that again. Like, that's kind of how it felt like. uh, What it felt like. And so Michael Kennel comes up, works a walk, 
So now the bases are loaded. Now you have the tying run in scoring position. And Sierra Vossler comes up. And she had struck out her last two at-bats. But, Dennis, I think in her last two at-bats she had seen 25 pitches. That's only a slight exaggeration. I almost guarantee you it was north of 10, uh, 10 an at-bat. And she just, I think, was overthinking it. And she, all night, Nelson was getting the, the called third strike. The umpire was given a little bit on the outside edge, but he gave it in the top of the first, and he was given it in the bottom of the seventh. It was the same strike zone the whole time. So, hey, adjust, and they were trying to, and she did not want to be struck out on that pitch, and they came with a changeup, and she was out in front, and it was strike three, and Algonac season was over. And in the last two innings, they left five runners on, including four in scoring position. And Whiteford wins 5-3, to three, and the magical season for Algonac softball has come to an end. Yeah, that's uh, that's a shame um, because I really, <laughs> I like that team. And I like Ella Stevenson a lot, and I'm kind of sad that she'll end her high school career without a state title because right. that's a player that I, I – sometimes you're a good player, but you're – your team isn't with you. That's a good right. player who also had a team. They were good enough to right. win it this year. They were good enough to win it last year. Actually, I think they were probably good enough to win it two years ago. Right. Well, yeah, and remember, two years ago, that Richmond State title run maybe never happens if if one or two plays go differently. Algonac took the lead in like the sixth inning of that game. Who knows where that goes? But anyway, so the Algonac season's over, and... I don't know. They seemed at the beginning of the the game a little nervous. Like it took them an inning or two for everything to kind of slow down a little bit. They had five errors in the game, um, which defense had always been their weakest point. But five errors in a game is still a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Bomarito was good. I mean, she ended up with ten strikeouts, two walks. I think she gave up. Four hits and two were home runs. That was the difference. That when Whiteford got their hits, they elevated it and got it over the fence. And when Algonac did, they were singles. And that's really what the difference was. And the one inning that was extended, it had a home run. That was a two-run shot. Again, the Algonac scored on errors too. So you can play the what-if game all day long. But... It just felt like, you know, sometimes you, you have a game and you leave it all out there. Like, I'll use the example, Crosslex Ferndale basketball from a couple years ago. Double overtime, quarterfinal thriller, and you got done, and you were sad that Crosslex lost, but you went, that was a 12-round heavyweight bout, and you just came up a bit short. The Algonac team didn't play bad today. But they didn't give it like it, it felt like there was more to give and that that's just sports. That happens yeah. sometimes. You don't always get the one hundred percent effort on every single game. And that's why it's disappointing because we know how good this program is and we know how good this team is. And for it to come up a little short, to be honest, I think this was a spot where them not playing anyone but Almont in the playoffs came back and hurt them. Well, here's here's they had, really hadn't had to sweat it out at all. Yeah, uh, I just want to 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 finalize this whole segment by talking about the BWAC in general, and then everybody going, "Oh, there they go again." They're right. going to talk about because it needs to be said. Okay, 
BWAC softball, I want you to think about this, folks, who, who don't see a lot of it or get tired of us talking about it, okay? Our last three teams in softball, the three teams that were playing for regionals were all BWAC teams. Yep. Two of them won, Algonac and Richmond. We had a Algonac go out in the quarterfinal. We have Richmond going to the semifinals this year, and North Branch also played for a regional title. Uh, but didn't win. Last year, last team standing, Algonac, BWAC team, semifinals. They were a strike away and from the, getting to the state title. And the team they lost to beat Richmond in a one-run game yeah. that Katie Shuboy threw one bad pitch. So And, yeah, Richmond was in was in the quarterfinal because we thought we, – I mean, we, had, we were that close to Richmond-Algonac semifinal last right. year. Okay, and then two years ago, Richmond beat Buchanan and won the state title. When we brag up the BWAC, there's a reason for it. It's right. not just us, oh, that's what they cover, so they're talking nice about the BWAC. I criticized BWAC football this fall when they went to the playoffs and had yeah. a chance to show everybody that they are a big-time conference, Right, and it just seemed like everybody lost. And again, they didn't lose to any bad teams. There no, weren't, there weren't any games you went. What the hell is that? It was well just, when Hamadi beat Armada, well, but then at, they turned around at, and beat Marine at City the time, too. Time you we went. Wait, Hamadi won, and then yeah, then you saw them. You went, oh, that makes a little more sense. But yeah, the point is when the bright lights were on for for softball, they all showed out. They all showed out. You had Armada playing for a district title in a district where. Let's face it. We thought, no, they're not even going to win a game there, and they were in, the, and they got walked off, right, by Notre Dame Prep, who then got smoked by Country Day. You, you had, I was Richmond's a good team, but you had Marysville and St. Clair there. I was kind of looking at Richmond as the say, third best team. Yeah, I was a hand up. I wouldn't have picked Richmond to win that district. Um, and, and so, just I mean, when when we're talking it up credibility is a big thing with me and i don't tout people unless i think they deserve touting if anything you are usually late to get on the train yeah i i'm like you know and, and even now it's like i don't know what's going to happen richmond's got a one in four chance to win the the state championship but i don't know anything about vicksburg divine child or gaylord uh, but I know that if they're all in the semifinals, they're all playing good ball. Right. And, well, we'll talk about that specifically in the final segment because Richmond softball there is there, but Algonac baseball is there too. Yes. And they play uh, Thursday, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening, at 2.30. And they play Lansing Catholic. And they're in a little bit of a different spot because – not just us, but people around the state, I think, have Algonac as the favorite going into the Final Four. So we'll, we'll talk about that in uh, just a moment. Let's uh, take our final break here. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, Raf. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. So there are two games on Thursday, one in softball, one in baseball. Uh, We've been talking a lot of uh, softball, uh, uh, Brady, so let's just wrap that up. Richmond and Vicksburg, 10 a.m. from East Lansing in the semifinal. The other semifinal is uh, Divine Child and Gaylord. Gaylord's actually, what, number one, right? Yeah, Gaylord's number one. Divine Child's nowhere to be found, but... In uh, these are all in the rankings. Um, again, take it with a rock of salt because, well, in Division Three, the top team left is number seven. So, again, grain of salt. Um, and Vicksburg's number six. So, if you want to trust, take the rankings as gospel. Vic Vicksburg's going to be tougher than Fra- Frankenmuth. Well, we'll see about that because, uh, and I want to double check this you know my memory for things that happened 30 years ago is, had longer to is, remember them. is fantastic but my memory for things yeah that, the, that Vicksburg happened, was the team they beat in the what the 2015 yeah or f- for 16 16 for 16 or when uh, uh aaron Shoeboy threw the no hitter yeah that was vicksburg wasn't it i uh, that's what i, I want to find out that was division three i believe well, it was um, well. Vicksburg's two this year, but anyway, as you're doing that, um, I think when you get to Michigan State, when you get to the Final Four, it's kind of like throw out the rankings 
Who cares? Everyone's on a run, and everyone's going to have a good pitcher, and it's whatever pitcher's throwing the best that day. Um, it's going to be a very quick turnaround. Dennis, I almost want to look at this as a positive because Richmond, in, in baseball and softball, and it's going to be funny because when I talk about base, the, the, the uh, Algonac baseball team, it's going to be a little bit of a different uh, attitude, but I feel like scouting is the least important in baseball and softball. Now, there you need to scout, and having information on your opponent makes a big difference, but football, basketball, I feel like you if you don't have anything ready to go, you're kind of up, up the creek without a paddle. But in baseball and softball, if you have a quick turnaround, even what you say scouting, that's over the entire stretch of a season. That doesn't always hold true for that game. Richmond softball might have such a quick turnaround, it's like no time to think, just go play softball, yeah. and they'll just attack the game and not overthink anything. It's like don't think, just go, and get it done yeah that's which which was interesting too because uh howard stewart and the uh, coach for frankenmuth before the game were talking and they were kind of scratching their head going why didn't they play our game uh as as the night game and make unionville seabwing and uh Southfield southfield christian come back and play today because the winner of that game wasn't playing until Friday and the winner of this game has to turn right around and play the first game and it's not just that because they were saying that the state measures and weighs all the bats right and that's at eight o'clock in the morning two hours before your game so the reason why is because the other game was scheduled first yeah well I mean just somebody should have the their their thought was somebody should have the authority to let common sense prevail right and go okay Okay, it would make more sense if we play this game first. Right, but again, this is how I'm going to spin it into a positive is you don't have time to think. Show up, go, bang. Hey, keep doing what you've been doing for the past two weeks, winning. And they did beat Vicksburg 2 to nothing in 2016. Yeah, there you go. So you, you have a little bit of history with this team, and you got a shoe boy on the mound. Yes. You're going to call for <laughs> another no-hitter. Well, that, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that bold, but that'd it'd be, be pretty nice. cool. That'd be pretty neat. But um, yeah. So while I'm saying Richmond softball is, hey, don't think, just go. Uh, it's gonna be the opposite with Algonac baseball. I think Algonac baseball and Scott Thaler and his coaching staff know more about Lansing Catholic than Lansing Catholic knows about Lansing Catholic. Um, they and when we when we talked to Mike Rice uh, before the season and other coaches, they when they talk about um, like just discussing other opponents or who you might see, he always he always said he felt bad because Thaler would have such a in depth like when you ask him about a team, like I would just shoot him a text, like I'd say, "Tell me about E Course." Get a text that takes up my whole screen, and I know everything <laughs> I need to know about E Course from one text, and he. And he does his homework, and they do their homework, and they're preparing for this game, and Algonac is going to be the favorite coming in. And not just because they're number one in the state, but because the uh, they already got through number two. Number three was eliminated, and number four was E-Course. So Edison and E-Course are both gone. They dealt with them last week. So they're kind of the heavy favorite. I don't want to use the word heavy, but significant, I guess. Is that the right word to use? Um, strong favorite. And I just, I hope they can handle it the right way. Dennis, the way I described it uh, on Monday when you were gone, I just said, 
don't be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't finally get by the boogeyman that is Detroit Edison. Be so happy you did it and then get hit over the head with a shovel by the Florida Panthers. That's the way I described it. Hey, you finally got by this team that all season long you were worried about. You didn't even have to play them. You get to this point. Don't be so happy that you got past them and doing a victory lap that you don't look at Lansing Catholic and they hit you with a two-by-four and your season's done. True, and uh, plus... Is that a fair analogy? Yeah, and and Lansing Catholic's a good team. Again, we're to the semifinals. I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't deserve to be here. Right. And so every game is tough, and and I think, yes, there are favorites, but no game is a slam dunk. One game elimination, it can come down to, as we're seeing, just watch the Richmond run. It can come down to a play. Yeah. It can come down to, I mean, it's it's cliched, but it's the truth, and that's why we have these cliches. Bad call by the umpire. Game of inches. Game of inches. The sun gets in somebody's eye. You Drop know, third strike. Yeah, yeah, anything can happen at this point to turn a game, and everybody is good enough to take advantage of any opening you give to them. So you, the teams that limit the openings, the teams that limit the mistakes and capitalize on their opponent's mistakes – are the teams that win these games, not necessarily who's the better team. So, for again, frame of reference, grain of salt, yada, 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 same thing with the rankings. Algonac, number one, and they've been number one or number two all year. Lansing Catholic is number eight. So that's still, you're getting some love. Bridgman is on the other side playing Standish Sterling. Bridgman is 16, and Standish Sterling is MIA. Just not on the rankings. And they go top 20 in baseball. Again, Marysville softball wasn't ranked when they went to the the finals two years ago. Richmond softball. They were definitely one of the top 10 teams in the state. Richmond softball wasn't ranked in the final poll of this year. They were the definitely a top 20 team. Well, top top 10, yeah, uh, because it was softball. But um, my point is... The polls say they're the favorite. You read up uh, 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 other publications. Goodness gracious, can I speak today? Let's (laughs) try that again. If you look at other publications, I know the one Cold Weather Bats, they do things from around the state. So they have no ties to Algonac, and they're picking Algonac. Like, they're saying they're the favorites. They have been all year. Uh, So uh, how is Algonac going to handle the pressure of being the hunted? The pressure of that's the one, the team everyone's going to look at. And whether they throw Josh Kasner or whether they throw Bryce Simpson, they're going to put someone solid on the mound. And it just depends how much that they think of Lansing Catholic Central or how they want to approach it. I mean, it's the Final Four. I would I would be surprised if a co- any coach left a Josh Kasner in their back pocket and if they lost a game and sitting there going, did I really just leave a D1 Michigan commit on my bench for a uh, semifinal? And not nothing against Bryce Simpson. He, he might be a D1 pitcher himself. But Josh Kasner is electric and how they're going to handle it. But well, I mean, I think a heavy it, favorite. I think it says something to Bryce Simpson if they decide to go with Kasner. Because it says, we need to win this game. And then you get to pitch us to the right. championship. And we trust you in that spot. I mean, Bryce Simpson was wonderful against E-Course. He gave up 
half a hit, depending on how you wanted to score it. Uh, he And there's a lot of teams around the state he'd be a number one for, and a damn good number one. Like, if you if he was on a different team and we got a Kasner-Simpson matchup, that'd be something we'd get all hot and bothered about yep. and excited to, to go see that matchup. And I'm excited for Algonac, um, but again, I'm going to keep my refrain, don't be the Maple Leafs. Learn, right. like... Don't be happy that you got by Edison and go and finish the job because you see it a lot with teams that they finally get by that boogeyman, whether it's whatever sport, whatever level, and sometimes it's that magical run to the finals for the old heads, for the people of Dennis's generation, when the Pistons finally beat Larry Bird and they won the title. That's the, that's the good side of it. The bad side is what I mentioned. You finally get out of the first round. Toronto Maple Leafs in the eight seed hits you across the head with a steel chair. The eight seed made it to the finals. Though. Yes, they did. <laughs> but but the, Toronto's sitting back thinking, wow, that could have been us. We would have beat Vegas. Yeah, I don't think they would have. Vegas is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, what I'm telling you is tomorrow is a goof-off day for all of you. Because you're going to go to work. Yep. You're going to turn your computer on. Or if you're at, listening to this in the morning on your way in. You're, you're going to, at 10 a.m., you're going to listen to Richmond play in the semifinals in softball against Vicksburg. And then at 2.30, Brady will be on stream two with Algonac and Lansing uh, Catholic. And uh, and you're going to hear both those teams, we hope, win tomorrow and move on to the final Saturday. I'm going to put a big asterisk next to the 2.30 because that can get moved. I believe that's the th- third game of the day and Murphy's law there's going to be a game that takes forever um so check in at 2 30 again follow us on twitter like us on facebook i'll let you know when we go live but uh if it doesn't start till 3 15 don't be surprised because yeah, they I'm, take I'm their just, time in manicure th- think things are gonna things are gonna go to right on right on course tomorrow we're gonna have right. a nice day in uh, East Lansing, the sun will be shining, the birds will be chirping, and uh, hopefully the uh, the Blue Devils and the Muskrats will be making some noise. At, I, I like Michigan State. I like their setup, but I don't get why their baseball field has a hill all the way in right field. <laughs> I actually think it's kind of cool. Like I think it's um, neat until the first kid that steps on there hyperextends his knee. And well, then... I, I mean, the, the it's kind of deep there, so the ball doesn't always go over there anyways, No, but, but it's like I don't get – why like i love the softball field because it looks gigantic and the ball just it's got that jet stream left center to, to right center and the ball just carries and i've seen a lot of home runs at the at the uh, the state finals so yes you have some big home runs too yes well anyway um if you're driving to michigan state tomorrow and hopefully saturday get there safely and if you're hopefully you're listening to this as soon as it comes out because it's almost bedtime for us. Yeah. So uh, will we be back Friday since we don't have any games? Maybe talk about the semifinals. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll have we'll have two games to talk about. So and hopefully good things to talk about and hopefully finals to talk about. All right. Sounds good. Anything else? That's all I got. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.